Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Welcome to Table Nurse. I'm Jessie Ware and it is schwitzing. It's a lovely sunny day in your conservatory, darling. It has so much glass. It is like super hot. I'm not going to complain about the weather, but no. I may just look like I'm frowning at this guest that we have coming up. Why don't you put your sunglasses on? That would look like a dick interviewing somebody wear in mine. sunglasses. We can look like the Blues Brothers. <laughs> put hats on, darling. Um, we have John Baptiste coming on. So who you actually, I think, told me about, Mum. I tell you when I told you about him. All right. Last Q. year in right, April, enemy. April, the Grammys. Yeah. He won it. Yeah. Won everything. Had watched his video of I Need You mm-hmm. and just adored it and bought the album. And I've never looked back. Just love him. And he's got a new album coming out. I can't wait. Maybe he'll play the piano for us a bit. Oh my God. Should yeah. we ask him to? Yeah. I mean, he's like a prodigy. As producer, Alice called him an overachiever. In all aspects. all aspects. And an all-round good person. A mensch. Who Could a we camp- call him a campaigns mensch? for good things. He led all the marches when George Floyd was killed. He led a very peaceful march in New York. Very excited to have him on. Me too. I'm on food duty. He's coming over at 11.30, so I'd say it's a brunch situation. So I decided to go with a Middle Eastern meze brunch. You know what? I've got completely... Well, I'm always into this. I usually get my recipes from Instagram. So I feel like I should shout this person out. Not that I know whether it's going to work or not yet, but I believe in her. She's called Nat's Nourishments. And she's vegan. She does like really easy meals. And she put out this uh, hummus with oyster mushroom shawarma, which I've I've tried something similar at, at Rovi, um, Ottolenghi's place, one of my favourite restaurants in London. So I just thought, yeah, I'll do that. So I'm doing a hummus that I've made with shawarma, oyster mushrooms. It's just so easy. You just get, oh my God, belazu, you know, belazu, belazu. All their, yeah. their pastes, oils, spices are amazing. And they've got the shawarma paste. So I just mixed. Darling, um, I don't want to upset you, but I can see your bra. Okay, and I don't think you. he'll want to see do that. We up. might want to, but I think it's it would okay. be better I'll if you do were a done up. Thank you. Um, so I'm doing shawarma style oyster mushrooms that sit on top. I've got some pomegranates, mint, coriander. Then I had some aubergines in the fridge, so I've just cut them up and put some zoog um, seasoning on. What is zoog? It's um, like cumin and different spices. Um, Where'd you get usually it? Usually I make it with herbs, but this is a dry version just because I was being lazy and I was okay. doing the Ocado shop. So I just got it. But yeah, you can make it. It's lots of um, green herbs and then uh, cumin and chili, I think. But anyway, uh, I've just put a little bit of that on the aubergine and I then 
made a coriander and mint and lemon and oil. Uh, I used my pestle and mortar. I felt quite. Oh, when did you Quite get that? I'm pleased with myself. I've had it for ages and I never use oh, a pestle I and water. Yeah, I never use them. And to be honest, it looks a bit crap. But anyway, it tastes nice. And then we're having it with pitta. We're having it with hopefully jammy eggs that I've done for seven minutes and diced cucumber and tomato with lemon juice and parsley salad. So it's all kind of fresh, light, right. dippy. Um, there is no pudding because I didn't make one. We could have a banana or a peach if you wanted. Um, right, Jean Baptiste coming up on Table Manners. It's a pleasure to have you oh my in goodness. South London yes. and you come in with this beautiful energy, singing as you walk through the oh, door yeah. and Blessing your it. house, Jess. Oh, I love it. What a house. How what are you? Spirit. I'm good. I got my tea here. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> How's your trip in London going? It's nice. You know, I want to spend more time in neighborhoods like this. Yeah, right. Less of the cosmopolitan spaces. Yeah. More people. Oh, I like people. It's got more soul, yeah. hasn't it? Are you, have yes. you been in lots of hotels recently? Yes, hotels and, and airports. And, oh. you know, you got to do that to get there. But I want to be here. Yeah, I understand. I was recently doing, I, I did about kind of five flights in about three days and I felt like I was going to get to know all the people at Baggage Reclaim. And like the security, I was like, oh, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to know the air steward that's, you know, there. Because, yeah, you kind of, it becomes this weird. Yes. Repetitive. It's wild. Yeah, I know. I met the same flight attendants <laughs> on my way going coming back because i've been twice in the last week to london oh, oh my god so i i saw the same flight attendants and then you the think way. am i just really jet lagged i said wow but <laughs> then they came and said hey good to see you again it's like oh wow so it is the same people were they good flight attendants yes they were nice okay that's good because sometimes they well, aren't so do you good. live in new york Brooklyn, New York. Oh, wow. Oh, that's why you like a neighborhood. Yes. I was in Manhattan for a while. And then I decided that, you know, our family, we wanted to be, well, we first moved to the country outside of New York. How was that? That was nice. We still have that place. But then we wanted a home in the city, mm -hmm. but not the city. Mm -hmm. And Brooklyn has become... It's gorgeous. Yes. It's beautiful. Brownstone. And you have the... The, the the space to see the sky. There's not buildings covering yeah. the sky. You mm. can see it. Yeah. So I love that personally. But where did you grow up? New Orleans. <gasps> the greatest place on earth. Oh my goodness. It's I, a very special yeah, place. It is unbelievable. And I, I kind of always throw this around, but I know he's a friend of yours. The only person that I know from New Orleans is Trombone Shorty. Oh, my goodness. Who is a good friend <laughs> Yes, of we grew up together. That's my brother. We <laughs> so we were on this, uh, I'm sure you've done it, Jules Holland. Yeah, yes. Jules Holland. Oh, so wow. we both did Jules Holland one day and um, Trombone Shorty was on it. And I said, we met each other and everyone kind of gets to chat, don't they? And it's a nice energy. I didn't know whether to call him Trombone or Shorty. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. What, so, what did you call him? I, I think I asked. And I think he said, call me. I don't know what he said. Shorty? I don't know. Uh, short, yes. uh, so, and Shorty. I said, my sister's filming a film in New Orleans. Would you like to? Uh, I, I, he was like, let me show her around. Yes. I mean, it also helps he, that my sister is 
very beautiful. Yes. So definitely trombone like shawty. He, well, he, he was he was very yeah. um, enthusiastic yeah. and gen- yeah. such yeah. a gentleman. Oh my! Wonderful. And he really looked after her when she was in New Orleans, which was so oh, nice. He's, so a, she, he's a mensch. He's, he's a good boy. Yeah. He's absolutely incredible. As a human being, obviously as a musician, yes. but as a human being, he's an incredible person. We were together yesterday. Oh, we'll yesterday. say if, if Jesse Ware sends her a guard. Is he short? Or is he? He's he not, was not... when he started. Oh, <laughs> oh, he was a small boy. Yes. And then he shot up. Yes. The trombone was taller than him. Oh. We are. Uh, oh, that's so sweet. That's the name, trombone short. Oh, sweet. The it was taller tr- than him. But, yeah, I mean, it's just, I, and when I went to... New Orleans, I've only played there once, but it's Frenchman Street, isn't it? Mm-hmm. Yeah, and it's just mm-hmm. you walk and it's just, it's the best place on earth. Mum, you food. should go. I've got to go because of the food. The food is... Because yes. Randy Jackson, doesn't he come from down there? I thought he was from... He's from Louisiana. Louisiana. Yeah. Louisiana. Yeah. Yeah. So he told Rouge. us all about the foods that he was... Those beans that his mum used oh, to make. Oh, yeah. yeah, yeah. Let's, <laughs> let's talk about... Let's talk the about... Beans. Yeah, the beans. Yeah, beans. Great beans. right. <laughs> Yeah, he loved the beans. <laughs> Can we talk yeah. about your your childhood and growing up in New Orleans and what you were eating? Well, I was eating a lot of red beans and rice, funny okay. enough. Yeah. Yeah. It's my favorite food still to this day. I have a recipe that my mother taught me. And, you know, it's a beautiful thing to share. Beans, you can make a pot for the week. Mm. Yeah, We do that in our house when we're home enough to do that. And then I ate a lot of, um, you know, whole boy sandwiches, mm. gumbo, etouffees, um, and then many things that were typical, like stew or, or any form of typical food but in America. spicy. Exactly. Yeah. You would find a way to... Spice it up. Yeah. <laughs> what Cajun. was your po' boy filling for your sandwich? What's like... a po' boy? <laughs> it's kind of like John, a, you say. You know, it's a hero if you, if you eat. Like a subway or something, a baguette. I mean, it's an elevated subway. I mean, we shouldn't really say this. So what's the bread like? Is the bread crusty on the outside or softer? Soft. Soft. It's a specific type of bread, actually, that you have to have. It's French bread, and it's a very, very specific grade of bread. Then there's a way that you prep it. There's filling. There's different types of filling. There's oysters, fried oysters are one. Fried shrimp. Do you go for that? I like the the fried oysters, but I'm particularly into the shrimp because it's golf shrimp is just the best shrimp in the whole world. I'm biased, but so I where is it. the golf that they get it from? The Which... Gulf of Mexico. Okay, so yeah, that's pretty the good golf ones around there. Down yeah. the Mississippi and into comes... the Gulf. Oh, baby. I didn't realize the Mississippi. Yeah. Oh yeah. Oh, yeah, a bit yeah. stupid, really. <laughs> no, no, you no, no. entertains, educates. Yeah. Enlightens us. We love it, John. So are vibe. they big shrimp? Yeah. I like this. Are they big or little shrimp? They're big. You okay. got the big old shrimp down there. New Orleans shrimp is beautiful, and you know you have um, prawns as well. But we shrimp is really what we do. Yeah, yeah. I th- you see, we think of shrimp as little, little, and prawns are big yeah. or like crayfish. Well, yeah, we we have crawfish boils all the time. Yeah, and you, you put your newspapers out, and you. Boil some some corn. You might have some cabbage, and then you got your spices. You know whether you Tabasco, your Old Bay, all these things. You just dip the crawfish in there. Mm. It's the best thing in the whole wide mm. world. Put your potatoes in the boil. You hook it up. I've had that in Seattle. 
Wow. And they do the bucket and they yeah. throw it over and it's sometimes got sausage in it yeah. as well, hasn't it? Oh, yeah. And it's oh, yeah. heavenly. It's gorgeous. It's nice. It's very beautiful to um, have people gather and do a crawfish boil. So how many in your family? Well, my family is uh, it's like one of those tribes in New Orleans. My dad is a musician. Yeah. He's, you know, seven boys in that side seven. of the family. And then they have about 30 cousins of mine. <laughs> when I was growing up, I was the youngest. So there was musicians all throughout my father's side of the family. And uh, my mother comes from eight. So big New Orleans families. And, you know, it was a beautiful thing growing up in music, but more just in the culture of family. People respect. I love being here with y'all because it's... I'm going to behave myself, John, because, yeah. It's families. Yes, yeah, so it is. Know. It's very, it's very... It's very special, isn't it, Mum? Yeah. We love, I think, we love yeah, this. This yeah, is great. Yeah. You're very tall. Look at that. <laughs> How tall are you? I'm 6'1". Oh, you seem taller. I've grown. It's weird. The thing that happened in my life is after turning 29, 30 years old, I grew about five inches. You're kidding me. I grew about, not five inches, maybe three inches taller. After you're 29? Yes. That's you're quite to unusual. It's very unusual. I don't know what happened. And it was great. I had to get new clothes and stuff like that. <laughs> but you played basketball. I did. I, we were national champions, believe it or not. Yeah. I was in the um, AAU League. It's a beautiful part of my journey. And I realized right then and there that it was time to focus on music <laughs> full time. It was very competitive. Really? Many of my teammates went to play professionally. And this is, you know, 15, 16 years old. You see the change happen where, you know, at 15, someone is 5'5", and then at 16, they're 6'5". Yeah. And you're like, oh. Okay. They don't even need to jump. They can just... Pop it in. Right. At that level, it's kind of, it was, it was a great experience and I still play every day that I can on the road. Do you? In Brooklyn, I play all the time. Have you got, what do they, a hoop at home at your house? Oh yeah. Oh my goodness. In the dressing room, I'm always popping the shot. I have a popper shot. That's the new thing that I'm into also. Oh, what's a popper shot? You know the popper shot? No. No. Okay. So it's like an arcade where you have two hoops yeah. and you can have one person shooting on both hoops or you can have two people competing to see who makes the most baskets. Yeah. And it's a mini miniature hoop. You just yeah. shoot. Yeah. And it's like a it's like an arcade game that you would play. But you can have one at home. But I have one in the house. Oh wow. So I'm always playing indoors. It's my excuse to be able to play indoors. Do you have a jukebox as well? I wanna get a juke. I don't have a juke. I have a, a vinyl record player. Yeah. And uh I have lots of records, so that's kind of like my jukebox. Yeah. yeah. But I don't have a jukebox. When you were kind of 15, 16, you were playing basketball. Mm-hmm. Did you have to decide whether to become a musician or a basketball player? No. Was I, it a really strong pull? I, you know, I was into music and basketball equally, but I didn't think that either would necessarily be my profession okay. until I was about 18. I was actually a, a late bloomer in terms of... Oh, we think you're an, uh, you know, uh, really, really, bloomed really good, in every though, aspect John. of I, your life. You yeah. bloomed in every bloody... You're an overachiever, to be I, honest. I like to achieve things. <laughs> it's great to achieve. Should I tell you what we're having? Yes. Okay. This is homemade hummus Ooh. with shawarma-style oyster mushrooms. Oh, yeah. 
and with pomegranates and a bit of mint. And then I've got some pitters. This is um, some aubergine with a little bit of, um, oh, and I'm going to get some serving spoons, but it's wow. very much a dip wow. and get ready. And then I've got some jammy boiled eggs. Do you the know, jam a, ja a jammy boiled egg, it's hopefully a bit runny in the middle. But let me get you some <laughs> spoons. But it's very much like, get stuck in, do your thing. Jam. <laughs> but your mum must have wanted you to be a musician because she sent you off for classical yes. piano lessons. Yes, my mom is is very very spiritually gifted and um, prescient. She has this ability to see the future, and oh wow, she doesn't necessarily think about it like that. But she always has the right instinct. And um, when I was about eleven or twelve, she she steered me toward the piano, and that was something that I thought was fun, but I wasn't so engaged with it until I was about 15, around the time we were playing basketball. What did you like to play? I just like to play video game themes. Okay. Themes video for video game games. Themes. You know, I, I, I was composing a bit, but mostly just video game themes. Um, please help yourself, John, and just have whatever you want. Loads, little, don't mind, doesn't matter. <laughs> this is so nice. Wow. What I'm interested in is because you did the basketball first, and of course your mum said that you know she had these. I have the hummus. She yes. believed in your ability and all of that. Do you think having that less pressure in music but made it even more kind of enjoyable and exciting because there wasn't like with the basketball you're saying it was competitive. Mm -hmm. Well, the way that you play, you are virtual. You're, you're so talented. So with music, that could have been equally competitive for you but it seems like you think of it in a different way yeah it was a real blessing to have mentors in music right the same being like your family my or... family and also being around folks like troy trombone shorty yeah, yeah. other folks my age who were brilliant it was a communal way of playing it wasn't like competing when we played music yeah. and then we started to work and by the time we started bands you know i started a band when I was 14 mm -hmm. and we would play shows and it would just be a self realization, self expression mode of thought versus a competitive mode of thought. Right. Yeah. So then by the time I was actually in New York, I was 17 and that's when it kind of turned into a, a, another thing. Right. But by then, I had already developed my values and what I believed in. So who did you live with when you were 17 in New York? Or did your parents go with you? No, I lived uh, I lived alone. I moved to New York at a young age. Wow. I was in Juilliard studying, but I was also Oh, you just, went to Juilliard. I was at yeah. Juilliard, and it was cool. But, you know, it was a cool experience, but it really was, um, it was more about getting to New York trying to find a way to be amongst the scene of music that, you know, I was reading in the liner notes, D'Angelo's Voodoo, mm. Roy Hargrove made a bunch of records, Common, Erica Badu. Mm -hmm. Yeah. There's a lot of records that I was reading about that were made at Electric Lady. <laughs> I, I was one of those kids who would read liner notes and study records to the point where I would know who was playing on them, who was the engineer, where were they recorded, and any commentary from the artist. I took all that to heart. All the things I loved pointed me to New York. And then I also, my mother again was like, you should audition for Juilliard. And I'd never heard of it. So both of those 
things kind of appointing me. Okay, Juilliard, records I love, go to New York, see what will happen. And I moved in. <laughs> it was not easy. But it was it was the right choice. What was hard about it? Just that it was away from your family or that it's a very different world to where you grew up? Well, you know, first time I went to New York, I was the first time I saw snow. And that kind of is that, a microcosm that, of... <laughs> was that hard for you or did were you like... I walked through the city in my favorite pair of Converse All-Stars, which yeah, nice. had holes in them. They were broken down Converse yeah. Chuck Taylors. And uh, my, my, my socks were lily pads by the time I first walked into the doors of Juilliard. And then I'm walking to the the piano and I'm, I, you know, I have a, a puddle of water behind me. And there's just this culture shock, but also, you know, conservatories are not really always welcoming to musicians or artists who don't fit yeah. the mold or the, the preconceived idea of what an artist should be. And I definitely was, the, you know, the kid walking around playing this thing in the halls, oversized T-shirts and Converse All-Stars and making noises and my own wild ringtones on my phone. Just a lot of stuff that didn't fit, had a drawl to my my voice, my mm-hmm. syntax wasn't, yeah, just a whole lot of stuff that didn't fit the mold of a lot of other people who were at Juilliard. Did you time. find did you find that you found ways to fit the mold or did you just rebel against it? I went against it. I don't think you would ever <laughs> try and fit in. I didn't, yeah, couldn't do it. Cool. Mm. Would you like Ooh. you like it? <laughs> I think that's good. <laughs> Jesse. Jesse John. <laughs> I love you. If everyone could react to my hummus like that, I tell you. Wow. <laughs> Thank Ooh. you. But if they see talent, surely Julard would not would accept that you were different and other people just would have been, wow, this guy knows what he's doing. He's very talented. Well, I think that there's just a um a lot of well intentioned for the most part actions taken that sometimes are not impactful in the ways that they mm. intend to be. Okay. And then I also think that there's just a real shift that happens culturally as generations progress in the arts that, you know, now we're in a space where a lot of the things that I was doing would be celebrated. Yeah. And, you know, someone that comes into a space like that, there's more room for them, but still that it's not fully where it needs to be. And that's why now I'm on the board of trustees at Juilliard and I'm oh, trying good. to change and doing all these things from the inside and creating Was it diverse space. when you went there or not di- or very white? It was diverse. It was folks from all over the world. But it in was, a very traditional sense. It's more the ideology yeah, and the space that performing arts hold in culture that needs to shift because it's a very diverse medium representationally, but the way that we think about it is archaic. Mm-hmm. And that creates a um, a certain set of behavioral, it's, it's behavioral dogma that's attached to 
the archaic thinking around mm-hmm. the arts. Would you like to set up your own music school? Yeah, I, I would be lying if I didn't say that one day I could definitely see myself running Juilliard or something else bigger. I enjoy teaching. Nice. I'm doing the thing right now, but eventually I want to pass on everything that I've got. And I still want to pass on as much as I can in the present. So why not? But yeah, do you like you grew up with music, obviously, but do you think there's a the perfect time to start playing an instrument? Whenever you feel like you can play it and you're not struggling to play it, I think it's a good time to start. But other thing I would consider is what can you get from it that's not about getting better? Like yeah. what can you get from it that is just a, a intrinsic enjoyment what's that did you feel like it was always part of you or were you kind of led to it through the family Mm -hmm. I'm interested to see whether it's just you it's part of your DNA you can just Mm -hmm. see you like you live you breathe you feel you hear everything but do you think that that was passed down to you by like through DNA or do you think it's from environment you know I think it was a mix yeah I didn't feel like it was always so much a part of me. Mm-hmm. Okay. I felt like it was in the air and I was led to it because it was a part of the environment yeah. and it was in my family. But I didn't feel as connected to it early on as I did as time progressed. I've read about you. So I know you're Catholic. Were you a choir boy at church? No. No, nothing. So the church isn't associated with your music? I didn't play music in church. Okay. And the music in the church when I was growing up was very much like um, hymns and chants, Gregorian chants. Yeah, right. Did you have a piano at home? Oh, yes. It's quite nice, the sound, though. Yes, it's fire. Yeah. Sound is crazy. It's kind of closer to, like, synagogue. I mean, we've got some wild harmonies, yeah, Yeah. and, and, like, melodic things, but... Yeah, the the music isn't... I mean, gospel music is completely different because it's rousing and trying Mm. to get... bring people together. Yeah! Yeah. You got the sound. Ooh! This is fire. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Whoa. I'm some more of that. Okay. That is music to my ears, John. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. MintMobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. (laughs) 
now, John, we ask everybody what their last supper would be. Maybe before you're about to go to a desert island. Yeah. I think I know what it's going to be. <laughs> and I... We've got an appetizer, a main, and a, and a oh dessert. Woo. <laughs> Glory land. <laughs> Last supper would be red beans and rice. Red beans. Whose recipe? Your mum's? Definitely. Okay. Any shrimp involved here? Mm, not this one. Oh, wow. Straight away. Just the red beans. Yeah. That would be very nice. I like that. I just like that. That's my favorite. I like that. Dessert? No, we, we haven't got a main yet. Would that just be the main or the, would that, that be the appetizer? What's the main? So what's the appetizer? Oh, wow. This no, is you... a nice last yeah, supper. Yeah, come on. This is You're going up. on a desert island for six months. Oh, my goodness. Oh, man. Wow. This hummus. <laughs> oh, he likes hummus. I love you. Oh, my gosh. Glory it is very land. delicious, Jeff. Something light like that, really. Something that just could prepare the palate for yeah. the beans and rice, which would be a hearty portion. Yeah. Maybe with some sort of sausage or some sort of protein as a part of the beans and rice, you see. And then you would really want to have a very classic dessert, like a blueberry pie a la mode. A la mode, with Lenny's favourite favorite expression. Yeah, yeah. Oh. loves it. Because it means with ice cream. Oh. Which oh. ice we cream? Vanilla? You vanilla? don't say that. No, we don't say that. Wow, it. what do you say? You we'll just have ice cream with ice cream. cream. Yeah, but I love a la mode. It's so it it's, it's bad. I don't even know where it came from, to be honest. <laughs> but I remember seeing it on packages when I was a kid. John, had years. you been nominated for other Grammys before... Or was we are? I mean, that's where I saw you on the Grammys oh, yeah. and bought your album straight away. Oh. And I played it when we were in in America. Completely, enough. and I played it all the time mm. for Jesse. And I said, "You've got to listen. It's so oh, wonderful! Thank- wow, that's so so beautiful!" And I love the video of "I Need You." Oh yes, it's the best. You just kind of become all di- you're just stepping into all different things, and you become yeah. I enjoyed doing that. It one. was fantastic video, really? really wonderful. I yeah, I had been nominated for three or four Grammys before that, or just of my own, and then associated with a few things, but. Not that kind of... Um, well, that swept the board, hey? That was a very different experience for me. It was just wonderful. Beautiful thing. You know, the thing about it is I really enjoy seeing people, families come together around my music. I've seen since the Grammys and before, that's really been a joy for me, seeing that, you know, hearing that you got the record. I want to hear about New York. Obviously, New Orleans has been the place where you grew up and mm-hmm. you love. New York is obviously where you live now and you... It was an, also loves. Yeah, and love. And you've kind of been in every nook and cranny of New York, it seems, like the subways playing, you know, Brooklyn, all of that. What is, for you, the quintessential taste of New York? A lot of people say pizza. I don't agree necessarily. It's a different... There's a New York pizza for sure. Is it different? It's different. It's, yes. What is it? It's better. Than yeah. Why? The West is Coast. it thin mm-hmm. or thick? Well, it's the water, it, isn't it, that makes yeah. it different, right? It's thin. It's like New York pizza has like a certain oh, texture. Wow. <laughs> it's thin but sturdy. Mm-hmm. Isn't yes, it? yes, strong. So it's crispy. Strong. Is it crispy? It holds well. Okay, it's a little crispy, not like super crispy. Okay. It's like the the median of everything. 
Okay. And what are your toppings, your pizza toppings? Well, pepperonis, classic yeah, me pepperoni. Too. Yeah. Pepperoni is the classic, you know. I love I love pepperoni and um sometimes I'll be adventurous and put black olives. Is that like, adventurous, um, darling? I think I don't like pizza that's too complicated. Mm-hmm. Okay. I think pizza is best when it's simple. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, you know whether it's a good pizza or if they do it well simply, right? Oh. Yeah. Jalapenos. You like oh, you like jalapeno? Of course you do. Yes, <laughs> pepperoni, jalapenos, and a little bit of honey. Honey. I, oh yes. Why? I'm so with you on this. Excuse me. Why? You have a- I love. At the top of our road, we have these wonderful boys that started in lockdown. They started a pizza place out the front of their mum's garden. It's called Dinner for One Hundred, and oh. they do. They do the best pizza, but they do it with, um, they do induya, you know, mm-hmm. the, like yeah, spicy yeah, sausage yeah. with hot honey and feta or goat's cheese. And it is, it's delicious. Oh so I'm gosh. so with you on the the sweet and the spice. Okay. Hot honey. Yeah. Yeah. You can make your, you know what? You can make your own hot honey. You just put a chili in the honey and just mm-hmm. let it, fit. there you go. Sorted. Bish bash bosh. Boom. 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 So you don't, but you don't think pizza epitomizes <laughs> New York anymore? For me, mm. it would be sushi. Okay. Wow. Sushi in New York. Do you love it? I love it. It's just like a, it's something about eating sushi in New York that makes you feel like, wow, I'm very adult. <laughs> I'm adult. <laughs> this is sophisticated. Like, even eating sushi in Japan, which is amazing. Yeah. It's just something about it that that's symmetrical. Whereas in New York, it's like, wow, this is like. Unexpected. Little, yeah, yeah, it's on edge. It's like some other stuff. I'm eating sushi. What's your favorite sushi? In New York. <laughs> What's your favorite sushi filling? Negi, eel. I oh like eel God. too. John, I feel like we could go out and eat and we gonna do go, well. We're going to go crazy. This hummus is <laughs> killing. <laughs> You're wiping me out. It's proper great. You got Thank it. You. Thank Can you. I get another? Uh, yeah. Come on. It. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, John, yeah. is it John? I think one of us read that after the very tragic, you know, George Floyd when he was killed. Yes. You led the protest in New York. Yes, that was. And is was there a piano involved in that? No, I was playing this instrument, and I also had a, a very, very, very incredible thing happened where I had musicians who I brought into this peaceful march and there was other musicians who I didn't know were coming who joined along. So at one point How many I didn't musicians? have to play. It was, you know, maybe a hundred musicians wow. in the street and then several thousands of people behind us. And when you have that mass of, of, of people, you just become the voice of it. So and the music fueled the message, and that was really like um, it moves me to think about it. That was really a very dark. It was a very dark time in New York. Like it was a very very heavy time. There was um, the pandemic that was happening. Yeah, yeah. That was an added layer of. It was almost this um, visceral feeling of madness it was about to pop off in this way that i felt like i needed to step in you know I, i'm a, a resident of brooklyn and i'm a resident of new york and i've been a part of what 
I consider to be the best cultural music, black music of America, jazz music, soul music, blues, arm. I just felt like all these superpowers that the ancestors left us. This is what is meant for a moment like this. Mm-hmm. How do you how do you put it to to the best use? So that's why I did it. It wasn't premeditated. It was like a thing that happened that I don't know, it just pulled me pulled me to service. And um that's the thing about that moment that's so special. It wasn't about the music. It wasn't I wasn't playing. No. It was, it was about just, leading. It's about community. Bring, yeah. Exactly. Yeah. We needed that. It was it was very heavy. But you know, that made it lighter. And now we we hopefully can learn from all of the things that happened in that time and uh and move forward in a better path. How does how does New York feel currently? Like does it feel like it's finding I feel like it really was hit from the pandemic particularly there was something like I feel like they're still trying to get back to that or do you think that it's found yeah it's it's different yeah it's different different. it's not the same it it, it's never going to be the same similar to you think about any major Mm. deterrent from regular day-to-day life the patterns of day-to-day life in New Orleans after Hurricane Katrina the patterns Mm. of everyday life when something that massive happens to disrupt the flow can't go back Mm -hmm. it just is different yeah (laughs) uh it feels like it's more vital than it was just after the pandemic in new york but it's not the same it's vital in a different way it's vital with um but you do have what we've done yeah but (laughs) but in terms of eating you've created more of a cafe community because when we used to go to new york there wasn't outdoor eating Mm -hmm. it was always inside air condition and and then everyone was forced outside and now that 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 stayed (laughs) yeah (laughs) that stayed yeah uh, i think that's a good thing i think certain things are better to be honest i think that social life in new york people seem feels safer yeah Let's talk about your Brooklyn spots that you would recommend. Like Lenny and I are coming over to see you, to hang out, and you're going to take us to your favorite haunt in pizza. Pizza. You do pizza. We got to go to. Sorry, that's oh, the door. That's sorry, sorry. sorry. The house. <laughs> got to go to Emily's. Emily's is that in Brooklyn? Yeah. Okay. That's where we're going to get that pizza. Okay, fabulous. Okay. That's where we're going to get that jalapeno and hot honey. Fabulous. Pepperoni. Well, I'll leave that one to you. You don't like it? No, I'm going to have pepperoni. You'll try try it for John. Okay, I'll try it for you. John, can I ask, do the Grammys have a celebration meal? Mm. They have plenty. They have bloody, so many bloody parties, don't they? There's a lot of parties. Did your family come with you? Mm Mm-hmm. I have my whole family. Mm -hmm. How many of them? My dad, mom, nephews, sister, grandparents. You're kidding. Mm-hmm. All there. Yep, yep. When you won it, was there a big cheer? Were they standing on the seats yeah, screaming? Yeah, they were right yeah. over there. It was a wonderful, wonderful thing to see them from the stage. Screaming. And then was there a celebration meal after? Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. I was talking to a lot of people. Yeah. So I didn't get to really eat it. Oh. <laughs> but I was... <laughs> you you know, were there. I was, it was there. Yeah. It was sitting there. Which hotel did you stay at? I think it might have been Caesar's Palace. Oh wow! Do you know the hotel? I've never, then? I've never been. 
It was this hotel with this big old window. Well, maybe they all have big windows. Yeah. I don't know. But that was what I remember. I remember sitting. I had my piano set up. And I looked out the window. That's why I spent a lot of days. Because we were there for like a week. Oh, you had your piano in your hotel room? Yeah, I was just you in always, the, yeah. you, you bring your piano, piano everywhere? And I was looking out the window. And I was playing. It was killing. That was a great... Yeah, that's nice. It was channeling. That was nice. How many pianos do you have? There was something in that. Ooh! I... Oh, uh, oh, yeah. So, yeah, I just got this piano. I got a C. It's a C. It's What's from... A C? The C is the old concert grands. Like seven foot six, seven five, oh seven my four. Gosh. It's like... So a little thing. A it's, tiny little thing. It's a big piano with the the heart of a lion. No, but the piano is very it's very special to me because it's a very um specific model grand that they don't create anymore. These are the new nine foot and they're powerful and beautiful, of course. And there's something about the C that has that power, but it has this it's this quality. It's, it's so difficult to describe. It's like 1920s, 1930s, warm, depth of tone. Oh, wow. I don't want you to play on my little <laughs> thing now. It's going to feel really de- depressing after hearing about the big C. I would love to the play. Big, maybe <laughs> but who makes the big C? Steinway. I do of the Steinways. Yeah. But, you know, I didn't have a piano until I was about... 18 or 19, I didn't own a piano. I didn't have a piano growing up. I had a, a keyboard. Yeah. I learned how to play on a 61 key Kawhi keyboard. My entire creative youth was um, playing pianos at um, other people's houses or in um, practice rooms at school. Before we, before I get you on my, my out-of-tune piano, I've got a couple more questions for you, John. What is a nostalgic, I kind of feel, we usually ask for a taste, but I kind of feel like we could say taste, um, sound, something something that can bring you back to somewhere so kind of beautifully, um, a taste, a sound, uh, a smell. It's so hard to focus with this hummus. (laughs) I'm telling you. I'm giving it to you, babes. It's yours. It's yours. Mm. How do you say it? Geschmack. Schmuck. Mm. <laughs> I don't know that word. Yeah, I love that John's just taught me a year dish word. Yes. I like and still am brought back when I have a um pancake ish. You know, it's a pancake with um with bread, French toast. What yeah. do y'all do y'all yeah, have? French that? toast, yeah, yeah. With the um powdered sugar and uh bananas in the French toast. Oh nice. Either pancakes or bananas. And French toast and bananas, one of the two, will bring me back. Because that's something my sister and I would make when we were growing up. We would make it before we knew how to cook anything else. Mm -hmm. She knew how to do French fries in the oven. (sighs) And the French toast or the pancakes. And something about the way that it was made, I always, the smell of it. Mm -hmm. In our old house, growing up, there was a blender. It's like a yellow blender. And my dad sometimes would make it too. He would put... The pancake mix in a saucer or in a glass mm. and the blender would be how he would mix it. 
and he would put the bananas in there as well. Mm -hmm. Oh yeah. And he would blend all of the ingredients and the smell that it would create it's with nice that sound. Yeah. And the sweet smell. And yeah. Oh my goodness. Well, you just did that all in one. You got the sound in there. You got the taste. You it got was the all smell. Of it. I love that. And the color, that yellow, and we had these yellow cabinets. It was amazing. Color for a child is important. Mm -hmm. Just like the, you know about that. The colors, like, you remember certain things connect to certain emotions with certain colors. It's very important. Do your parents still live in Louisiana? Yes. Yeah. Oh, yeah. So do you visit a lot? Mm -hmm. I was just down there before I was okay. over here. I was down, 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 down. I have loved meeting you. Oh, it's amazing meeting you as Can well. Can I just Thank ask so this much. last thing? Oh, what's up, though? You've got so many collaborations on this new album. Who's the person that you'd most like to collaborate with that you haven't quite achieved? Mm. I love collaboration. I like collaborating with everybody. I really do. I learn from everybody that I collaborate with. I just like the idea of making something with collective experiences culminating into mm -hmm. a moment. It's magic, isn't it? It's a very beautiful experience. I mean, man, I don't have one. There's not one person. No. Because I... I try and sort it out for you. <laughs> what are you going to do, Len? I would just mention it. His, his record label's in the room with us right okay. now, but sure. It's, it's, like, it's always whatever the last thing that I saw is. What was the last gig that you went to? I played a show, and we're going to collaborate. You know Juvenile, the rapper? Oh, my God, yeah. So Juvenile. I don't. We've no, been may, talking about doing some your... stuff. Amazing. <laughs> his, no, I don't know. Juvenile. I don't know if he would be your bag. Why, mom. darling? I just don't know. Why? But give it a go. Maybe you'll like Is the there John a lot collab. of bad language. A bit of cheeky language. Back yeah, in the day. definitely. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, okay. Juvenile was something. Woo! He still is. He's got a great vibe. With um, <laughs> he's very, very colorful. The, okay. the philosopher and poet that is juvenile. So yeah, Juvie. We're doing a concert actually together in um Paris next week. Oh wow. Um, Billie Eilish and myself and Lenny Kravitz. Oh, fabulous. I don't remember the date, but that's something on this this trip that's happening. So um, maybe there'll be some surprise collaborations there that I can't say. And of course, Batiste is a French name. Yeah, yeah. It, you're going to go down well. Uh, oh yeah, oh yeah. So your ancestors must be French somewhere. Oh yeah, I did the genealogy. There's and? this show that is in America where you go through your genealogy. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and what they, are you? There's French there. There's a lot of uh, the, the Yoruba, Benin, and and uh, the Congo and Togo and, and Africa. Okay, Africa. There was a gene that they found that was very specific to one region of the Louisiana Delta. Yeah. And they called it, uh, I, I don't know if it's called this, uh, officially, but they call it the Louisiana Creole gene, which is a mix of Spanish, French, and African ancestry. And it's specific to like a 20-mile radius in Louisiana. And that's where you are from. So at some point, the, <laughs> the French people and the Yoruba people and the people from the Caribbean in my lineage congregated to this area in Louisiana. 20 miles in radius. And that's also in there. So I, I find it to be really fascinating when you go back 
because it tells a story. It's not just, okay, these are incredible ethnicities to converge, but there's a story in how they converge. And I, I, you know, I find that stuff to be endlessly fascinating. John, thank you for coming here. Thank you for being such a joy. Wish you all the best with the run and the album. And just, yeah, can't wait to, I can't wait to watch you perform as well. When are you performing in London next? Or the UK? Are you doing a tour run? Any shows? Yeah, I want to do something. We got to do something. That'll be fun. Yeah, okay, sure. What I'm in. you want to do? I'll, I, I'll do whatever you want. Let's do it. Okay, great. I'm in. I'm yeah. in. Boom. I'm in. Done. Boom. What? Decker, get the deal. I'm joking. No, yeah. let's do, I'm joking. I'm joking. Uh, let's do something. That'd be really nice. Yes, I'm. I'm looking forward to it. It's going to be nice to come back and play. I'm going to make that Tupperware of hummus. You can take that because I can't have you having another club sandwich today, babe. <laughs> That's got a good vibe. You're rolling. Our song will be called hummus. Yeah. So despite me thinking that our piano was a little rusty and out of shape, John couldn't resist having a little tinker.
feel like a force of nature just came through the front door. We were just blessed by John Baptiste. Yeah. He just played the piano, which obviously we've just heard. I don't think I've ever met anybody quite like him. He really had a lot of energy, positive energy, oh, I would say. Oh, a beautiful song. Gorgeous, gorgeous. And really interesting and... Gorgeous The, the talent just yeah. coming out of every kind of pore of him is just unbelievable. I feel really quite inadequate now. Oh, darling. I feel feel really quite ordinary, don't you? No, no. I felt very short, (laughs) for sure. Lovely, lovely man. That's a star that just walked into our house, I think. He's wonderful. He's so charismatic, so warm, so generous, quite unique. And I I don't think you realise that just from watching him perform, that how just incredible he is as a person. I just love, I love him. Well, I just knew as soon as I had watched him on the Grammys and I've heard that song and bought the album, I've just loved it ever since. I do feel like he really loved my hummus, but I do feel like I need to shout out the woman that's hummus idea it was, let's be honest. Nat's nourishment. <laughs> Nat's nourishment. Where's Nat from? I don't know, but babe, like, your hummus went down an absolute treat. treat. Also, shout out Bold Bean Company because it was their chickpeas, so... Also, they're the best. Um, right, that is Tober Manners now. I feel like Telegraph Hill just got a wonderful taste yeah. of music. Yeah. I hope it. Maybe, everyone could hear it on the hill. Maybe we should start getting little plaques for people who've come to Telegraph Hill and experienced <laughs> like, it. Like what would we have? Plaque. Leopard print plaques yeah, on, my, on my house? Yeah. yeah. John's new album, World Music Radio, is coming out on the 18th of August. Oh, you're in for a treat. Yeah, you're in for a treat. It's got duets with Lana Del Rey, Leanne Pinnock, Lil Wayne, Kenny G. Everyone's on there. But yeah, John, absolute star. Love him. We'll see you next week. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started.